0: Once JJ loads in. All right, we got everybody back. I apologize. I had to pee too, so I decided I was gonna go pee as well. If you are still watching from our earlier cast here on Twitch, this is your official warning that Tri Fighter should be three points and Jan Oris <laughs> should go up to ten. <sighs>
1: when you said um, two
2: points, I was ready to throw my my monitor <laughs> out my window. <laughs>
0: You know, that was only for JJ because he was driving me nuts with all his damn two-point ships. I Dude, hate two-point ships.
1: There should be two-point ships in the all faction. Right. Just for anyway, the anyway, anyway
0: right, we yeah. cannot <laughs> focus any longer on X-Wing. I have officially moved into my universe extended mode. So I don't have the brain to think about X-Wing anymore. With that being said, we are going to do... spoiler cast for andor this will have to be episode four and five i apologize the overlay says four but we didn't do one last week because i didn't feel very good and i was very tired (laughs) so we did not do one last week but we will do one this week to cover episodes four and five joining us from 312 squadron mr nicholas the tinder god himself the god's enemies your beard's not white enough or long enough to, you know, really be portrayed as god, I don't think. Um so. the Greek, I'm the
2: Greek god, man. You're a Greek
0: god. All right. I think they were fatter too. You're a pretty skinny dude for Greek no, god. He's, he's like, yeah.
1: He's like Poseidon, because Poseidon is like fit and he wears no shoes. Remember, he emphasis on Tinder and Tinder God, okay? All right. All
0: right. <laughs> if you don't know who 312 is, you can head over to their discord and their twitch they stream every sunday and some other day got it
2: yeah fridays uh on and off uh casually sundays that uh we stream x swing we're gonna stream in person uh on this wednesday too so
0: yeah awesome well good they'll give me something to watch on wednesday so
2: yeah i'm really excited about that it'll be fun
0: all right so spoiler over here we go We are officially having a conversation about Andor episodes four and five. So I'm going to I'll start out by saying I still love this show. I feel that each of these episodes has continued to contribute um, towards the overall feel and story arc. I'm actually happier that we're getting the 12 episodes because it gives them two extra episodes to flesh out stuff that normally these directors just kind of gloss over. I will say this feels the closest to the clone Wars TV show that like, which is obvious that one is probably my favorite, um, especially the latter seasons in terms of story development. I feel this closely mirrors some of that, um, except for it's obviously live action. Nick, what's your thoughts?
2: So I have, I have some pretty hot takes that you guys might agree with, but yeah, um... I will say that Andor, um, without just from a broad statement, real quick, is the the highest quality produced Star Wars show that Disney has created. It blows the Mandalorian out of the water from a screenplay perspective, from a character development perspective. It's just a little less action thus far. So um, I'm loving it. I honestly, it feels like it's um, it's a show, a highly produced show that just so happens to be a Star Wars show, and it's not the other way around. It's not a Star Wars, you know, sh- show first emphasis on fan service and all that other stuff. Um, and it's world building, and it's everything that I love about Star Wars is like learning things and like seeing that stuff develop. So,
0: and there's no hot rod, multicolored race potter that <laughs> just, yeah, like well, yeah. It, has
2: an, it has no identity crisis. Even The Mandalorian <laughs> had this overly formulaic first season that they did a really good job of addressing in the second season, but. Yeah, no. And then the book of Boba is just goofy in a lot of ways, kind of thrown just like whatever sticks on the wall they use kind of thing. This felt like they could have to t- you know, 10 years <laughs> to write this show, yeah. which is very thought out. So, yeah.
0: JJ
1: yeah, so far I've really, really enjoyed the pacing for the show itself. I do understand some people that do want the pacing to like, like ramp up a little bit, like in terms of the action side, but it's okay, right? You got to understand the con, the the confines on which the story is being told, right? This is a like Andor's first uh, like official mission working for the Empire, or sorry, for the um, or the Rebellion and um we get to see him like kind of develop um his role as a rebel operative in in this kind of scenario and just seeing him grow from uh from episode to episode just the little nuances stuff that normally don't see in other shows uh we'll definitely get to see it over there and side note um i can finally understand why rack has three crew slots for the decimator because man it is roomy inside of that ship
0: Inside of the decimator,
2: yep. Yeah, I'm trying to. Are, is there a decimator in the, that I just missed? Yeah, I
0: that guys- don't remember there being a decimator either.
1: <laughs> it, it's the it, that ship that, um, that what's his name flies, um, and, or yeah, the, the, the no, that's not flies, a
2: decimator, dude. Is that
1: it? is definitely at least a version of it, just oh, okay, based on the yeah. model of it. It's yeah. not exactly the VT 49, um, but it's definitely uh, at least an earlier model for it. And man, okay. that is roomy inside. So yeah.
2: Oh, oh, also, sorry. One more thing, um, Tanner. Just the fact that they got Stellan freaking guard in yes. Star Wars—that is the A. That's like S tier of all S tier actors, and that's just—it's awesome. We'd love to see it. All right.
0: No, I agree. So I have. Uh, so let's talk a little. Let's talk about the episodes, since that's, that's kind of what we we're, were here for. So we're we're okay. talking through episodes four and episodes five. And so episode four, we, we get to see um, him get introduced to the tribe that is supposed to be stealing a bunch of money from the Empire, which we, we're going to talk about that because I kind of feel that's a weird plot point. But maybe I'm just misunderstanding how credit to work in the Star Wars universe. Um, We'll, we'll come back to that in a second. And then the second episode... We're seeing, you know, kind of the development of Mon Mothma, which I'm actually excited to see um, because we've never had that before. And they're not making her out to be the nicest person um, ever, right? It's, it's, she kind of feels a little pissy <laughs> towards her family. And, her um, sucks. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it yeah. just, it just kind of feels, you know, there's a little bit difference. You're getting a side you don't, we don't usually get to see. Um, yeah. And it, and it does feel a little bit more real because of that, um, more like a real politician. But then we also get to see, um, Cassian kind of develop and go into, you know, learning and demonstrating his worth to the tribe, which I think he has more skills than we know about. That's that's my theory behind some of that, is there's more skills that that we still don't know yet that he has developed other places, um, because of who he originated with right
1: yeah absolutely i think that um that once the the heist actually comes out we'll get to see a lot more of his skill set uh from what he's learned growing up especially from his adopted mother that that took him in and taught him the ropes um and i'm actually really excited to see how that plays out because they're they're Setting up this build up for how the team is is coming together um, for this particular mission. There's a lot of uneasiness be, um, between the team just because they don't trust Andor um, for for what he brings in. And I thought actually it was a really smart play for Cassian to just come right out and just say that hey, he's being paid and that's why he's going there just to kind of like dispel all the distrust that that was brewing because of the, his interjection into the team so late in the game.
2: Yeah. Um I'll just touch on the Mothma, Mon Mothma point. Um there's if you, you can look up on uh, YouTube, there's some deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith where they're basically talking about forming the Rebel Alliance. Um it includes the same actress who plays Mon Mothma as Mon Mothma and Padme and Bale and I think a couple other people. Uh which is it's a bummer that they cut that out. Uh that that was a deleted scene because it it was kind of the first development of her character on such a base, basic level, and then also establishing that they were worried about um, the Empire from the onset. And it wasn't just like it took several years for them to start doing anything about it. But it is good to see that they actually are kind of giving her like a subplot and they're following her in the show. Um it, it it's in the whole thing with her and Luthan is is very cool how he's basically running like a front, like a fake shop, right? To get you know to be able to communicate and access the people like mon mothma to continue to funnel things through and keep the rebellion movement like moving forward those are all things that i find to be really interesting about um these two episodes the, the thing i will say that I, I i don't really have many critiques about andor um and i am super on board with it taking it slow and that slow burn and this for the sake of character development and good writing However, I do wish the episodes were like 45 minutes because yeah. two episodes of high setup is kind of brutal. Uh, no matter how you dice it up. It's like an hour-long, you know, high setup. And then you're like left like on a cliff, like it's like, what what what? I thought we were gonna see something, you know. Um, so I'm really hoping that the next one, you know, we're gonna get a lot of action. I would be really upset if they had another. <laughs> 30 minutes of them kind of getting ready, getting close, knocking on the door, and then the music fades. And it's like you know the credits roll, and I'm like, we got to see something. I think
1: it's uh, yeah, episode I, six. I, I hope the that the next episode is in like 20 minutes of them staring at the sky and like, wow, that's a really pretty sky for that event. And then, you know. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know that's not going to happen. So my prediction, how about this? Well, I guess I'll give my prediction for it. I believe they're going to go in there. And they're gonna lose four four of those people are gonna be dead. And I and I feel this personally, I feel it's a little bit of lazy story writing. Um, how they've written some of those other characters. Um, personally, but that's my theory is four four of them are not gonna walk out of there.
1: Do you think the kid's gonna die?
0: Yes, one hundred percent.
1: He'll die trying to save Cassian. I think. I, yep. I think he's definitely the candidate to die. I think the uh, guy
2: that doesn't trust him is going to try, die trying to save Cassian. I think that's. what's going to happen. I think
1: he's actually going to live because there I has to be so. an antagonist directly to like to push mm. Cassian more, and he's going to probably like blame him for the death of the crew or something.
2: Is the colonel going to die? Not the. Is it the colonel and the lieutenant? I'm trying to remember that the lieutenant, they call him? lieutenant. Yeah.
1: Lieutenant. Lieutenant.
2: Uh, you think he's going to get no. caught?
0: Nope. No. I think he's going to. He's going to have to tip him. And he's going to have to fight against them. He's going to have to instruct it to make it look like he isn't. <clears throat> but this is where it goes to my question about why are they stealing money? Like, I get why they need money, but isn't all that shit traceable? Like, how are they going to launder it?
2: I think it's a disruption thing. I don't even know if they're necessarily yeah. like keeping it for themselves per se. I'm sure they're going to use it for something because it's money. But it's more of a it what it's for the entire like sector that payroll that they're stealing. So that breaks down the Imperial like war machine in the area that they're targeting. It's like a very big kind of disruption play
1: is what I got. But but
0: how fast can the, how fast can help just move money around?
1: Well, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Throne books, especially the second one um, in Betrayal, like, if I'm not mistaken, where there's this whole uh, like beef between him and Krennic over the, diverting the funds over to Thrawn's Tide Defender project uh, versus, um, versus uh, Krennic's uh, construction of the Death Star. Um, I mean, Pop could have easily directed funds to fund both if he thought both of them were a valid uh, project for it, but he doesn't. He basically stays out of it and just like let them fight it out between themselves, um, even though they're both current
0: favorites. But this this would be a little bit projects. different, though. This is going to be this is going to be more of the um, we have no resources, therefore we're going to lose all these people. And so you're
2: thinking, sorry, go
0: ahead. Yeah. So, yes yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that you would step in here or somebody probably not even him somebody would step in here and ease that pain to some extent
2: so you're I, thinking that like why didn't why don't they like you know bomb a part of coruscant or something more intense like a like an attack something more like at the jugular of the empire kind of thing like
0: yeah I, it doesn't even have to be a, a coruscant right like coruscant would be great but i think that's example. too close yeah. to home i think you you but you could take out mining facilities like larger mining facilities and maybe that's what they're going to lead us up to maybe we're going to find out next tomorrow or two days from now that they're not really there to steal the credits they're actually there with a secret mission they haven't told cassian about that to blow it up <clears throat> to actually just disrupt that area, like you said, with stealing the money, but with more of a logical reason to do that. And, and and I think of it like when they talk about the shutting down, like the droid factories, if we go back to, you know, like um, Attack of the Clones and all those books from that that time period, a lot of what the the people were doing was working on disruption of separatist operations because they knew they could just generate the money and the free labor and all of that to bring into it. So they're just like, Hey, fuck it. Let's just make everything crazy and fucked up for them. So it makes it harder. You know,
1: I think from a story standpoint, this also kind of gives the ISB to, Um, to have an excuse to go in and actually, um, like intervene in that particular sector without having to like raise it up to a higher authority, like a local governor or something, even though the governor of the area should absolutely be involved in when a situation like that happens. But I think that this gives just a plot point to, um, to make the rubble cell that much more of a threat that the ISB now has no choice but to get involved and try to track down this rubble cell, uh, to put them down.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I agree they got to have money somehow. I just, I just felt like that was traceable, was all like it's just a traceable thing. And maybe I'm just thinking too much into it, but like to me, it just seems like if you sell trillions of dollars, for the empire, and then miraculously, because we got to think, the rebel cell isn't even a cell yet, right? Like there, there's a bunch of small cells. They're not all a conjoined not, yeah. team yet. They're not.
1: No, that, that happens
2: was, much later. What does Cassian say uh, in the... I I kept quoting it. He's like, To steal from the Empire, you just walk in like you belong.
0: Yes. <laughs> They're so <laughs> fat and satisfied. <laughs> no one
2: expects someone like me to walk into their house. <laughs> They're so fat and satisfied. Yeah, So, you just gotta walk in like you belong. They're so fat and satisfied, nobody would expect them to steal from their house. So, there you go. That's a somehow Palpatine return, but a little bit more laid out. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I obviously a lot of this hinges on like Luthen is definitely like the kingpin of this like I feel like he's like the intermediate between like the extreme the extremities of Sagara's crew and like just like the mundane political side of the rebel alliance. Like Luthen's like kind of like dirty, but he's not as extremist as like Saw. And I know that we're going to see him. I'm really excited about the scenes where they Hit like Forrest Whitaker comes back. You get to see Sagarra sure. again. That's super. I'm super excited about that. And why are they together? Like, what what leads them to be, you know, interfacing so, with each other? You know,
1: my my prediction is that in that conversation that Luthen has with um with uh, Mon Mothma, remember she said that she had somebody that she wanted to bring into the inner circle, and Luthen's like protesting to it. I think that the person that she is going to try to bring in is Sagarra. Um, because they really don't have that fallout until much later, um, until like the rubble line starts to like form, and uh, uh, he his extreme actions causes people to kind of turn away from the rebellion because they see them as a bunch of extremists based on his actions. So I think that initially she is sympathetic to Saga. Oh, is that the
2: person that she mentions? Right. We she don't. Yeah. She, she wants she, to add somebody, right? Yeah.
1: She doesn't mention by name, <clears throat> but she does mention that she wants Wait, to bring so somebody think. into the, the yeah. inner circle. It's like absolutely part. not.
2: Yeah, exactly. God, I love that yeah. guy's voice.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And I love his, his wig and change of personality. Oh and come charm, on, turns man! Oh my Dude, God, inject perfect. every part of it into my
2: veins, man. Seriously, no, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. I yeah. So I guess we're at the halfway, or we will be at the halfway point, right on Wednesday. Um, a couple of things. Just taking a step back, would you guys have thought it would have been? So they released three episodes at once, which I thought was pretty aggressive. Three, yeah. not two, three right um out of 12 episodes and then they kind of sprinkle little breadcrumbs 35 30 minute episodes you know one each week should it have been even though it would have been over the course of less time two episodes a week maybe not on the same day but would it have been better for the people that are bitching about the fact that it's kind of like a little trail of breadcrumbs you know it's getting bigger but like would it have been better to do that would it have been better to do a
1: two two a week release i would say um Yeah, and solely for scheduling, right? Because in terms of the release schedule for everything that Disney offers on their service, they are kind of spacing all the series out so that way there's like a a small break in between and then they jump into the next series, whether that's Star Wars or Marvel. And that way, there's constantly new content on Disney Plus to kind of keep uh, subscribers on there. So I think that um, because they've expanded it out, they're basically leaving enough room to make make time to reach the release for the um, the next thing on Disney Plus. And I think that's the only reason why they have none of that way.
2: Yeah, it's 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 weird watching um, in conjunction this show with Rings of Power because Rings of Power is an hour and ten minutes an episode, and then you go to Cassian and you know and Andor and it's half that and it's like okay, but like you get so much in an hour, right? And then you get thirty minutes and you're like expecting a lot, and then you realize oh, I've already been watching this for twenty five minutes. The episode's going to end soon. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's interesting.
0: I feel the way they're building it is we're getting we're getting like three acts in a finale. That's how I feel it. And so if we look at it like this, the first three episodes had to go together. They they had to like they had to to bring you in to the mix to say, yes, we actually Episode want to do this. It had to be really
2: important for, for those first two. Right. Yes. It's like nothing happens. Nothing, nothing happens. I mean, air quotes and action wise, the first two. Right.
0: Yep, and, they and had I had have the third one. If there. they didn't, people would have turned it off, and they would have they would have given it the Boba Fett treatment. That's what would have happened. Um, now you could make the argument after that we could go to two episodes a week. I I still think the one episode a week is fine. I would have actually rather see a little bit more content and do like eleven sure. episodes and take that last episode and just yeah. break it up over the course of all of them. Um, Adding
2: ten minutes would have been better to me. Making them forty five minutes is yeah. just such a sweet spot
0: for most shows these days but I'm yeah. also not a producer or a director. So like I, we don't, without seeing the whole, like if once we're done seeing it, I could go back through and re-edit this. Like, like I could go, to, I could take <laughs> my time to actually re-edit the whole thing if I wanted to. And, and like, it would feel better because I understand like the editing process and, and things like that without seeing the whole thing. So, so it, but again, like I said, it feels like we're getting the three acts and then a finale, right? We're going to get three pieces. The next three episodes are the arc of, you know, where Cassian has to like make, bigger decisions to survive. Then we're going to get three episodes of him like coming to terms with, with being part of the rebels, but trying to fight it. And then the last three episodes are going to be like the finale, the buildup of this is where Cassian becomes Cassian. This is where we get Andor. Um, And I think it goes, if we talk about the, to me, the most, the best line that ever, that any star Wars show has had recently has been the one where it says it is easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than a single incident. And I yeah. will tell you, I literally they they played, they said that I stopped my show, I rewound it to make sure they like that's exactly what they said. Who says that
2: again? Um, uh, I believe, oh, Luther, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Lutheran. and it, it going back all the way because. again because it was so it's so important to understand the micro managing piece that the empire has like built and had spent years and years and years refining right that it may if they had one big atrocity it would take the rebels less than a year to 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 come together and and it, it brings me back into like this is like how like to me this is how our life is like and, and I guess I'll apologize. I don't like to get really political and all, but I will openly state like, you know, like when Trump got into office, all the micro pieces that led up to him getting elected all of a sudden clicks. And it's like, Oh shit, we saw it coming, but we didn't see it coming. Yeah. And we didn't understand the magnitude of the impact that it has on just our social life that we had. And that's not even getting into the, the weeds of the politics. Yeah. Um,
2: that scene in uh, the episode three when Cassian's basically got him at gunpoint, you know, and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, don't you want to fight these bastards for real? (laughs) You know, and he's like (laughs) shaking and he's like so intense. I'm like, Oh, I do want to fight these bastards for real. No, it's the, the, the way that they utilize tension to kind of fuel the motivation of the characters for the sake of like their mission as rebels. Um, It's just, the fact that like, Every single thing that he says to Cassian to convince him is so well thought out, well written. It's like, damn, you have me convinced. Like, you know, how about,
0: how, yeah. how about this? Here's here's a weird, here's a weird take, Nick. Do you feel this is the that Cassian has become the way Han should have been written since the beginning? But instead we had hot shot Han. We had this fly boy that doesn't care about anything, well, blah, blah, blah. But Cassian is like the retelling of what Han could have been.
2: So here's here's the reason why I love Rogue One really quick the, Rogue, and Cassian as a character is the fact that they showed um, that it's not so black and white, that the rebels aren't always just the good guys, the Prince Charmings who do no wrong, who save, you know, those in distress, that they have to make sacrifices and make decisions they're not proud of that could involve killing people, innocent people. Cassian in Rogue One kills an informant because he has no way out. The guy's like causing a scene. He's injured. And he's gonna hold him back. He kills him, right? And then that the beginning of the first episode, you know, he realizes that he's in this this pinch where he doesn't know what's gonna happen next. If he lets the guy walk, he could be tracked down, even though he, they end up tracking him down, anyways. He he kills him. And it's just like this is the Star Wars universe and both sides deal with some serious baggage and some serious decision-making issues and stuff that, you know, that uh like what Saw Gerrera is like a terrorist, right? But he's a good guy, but he's a bad guy at the same time to a lot of people because he kills a lot of people. Um And I love that. But with Han, that comparison, Han, they've taken Star Wars from a more campy, more like, you know, two-dimensional character design to a much more like very depth, kind of space where everybody has multiple seasons of shows and you know, they, they do all these things that just like were not even considered to be things you would have in movies back in the seventies and eighties, you know, back then it was just about like, it it just, you know, the special effects barely existed. It was about getting a 90 minute picture up there and having the protagonist, you know, overachieve and succeed. And even though a new hope is not the most cliche Hollywood blockbuster film, it's pretty simple, right? Like Han is the hotshot. That's all you really need to know about him. He's the scoundrel hotshot. Luke is the aspiring, you know, kid who, who has the coming of age moment when his uncle dies. And then Leia is like the damsel in distress who's super badass, right? But that's who she is. She gets captured. They have to save her. And then she ends up being with them and, and helping support Luke on his journey to defeat the evil empire, you know? Um, now we have Cassian who's killing the innocent people you know, not sure what his identity is. Running from his life, his home, his he doesn't he doesn't know where his sister is. He's trying to find his sister, um, and he's also dealing with the fact that there's a lot of moral issues, and he is so unconvinced as to which like path he should follow. So I love seeing them go the direction of hey, not all scoundrels are created equal. Cassian, I wouldn't say should have been Han. Han shouldn't have been Cassian, but it is nice to see that. The Rebels have operatives that are special, unique. Some of them are not as cool or good as
1: others, right? So, sorry, TLDR, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing between Han and, and Cassian is Han basically grew up an orphan. He never got to see his parents die in front of him and didn't have like that persecution piece, whereas Cassian did suffer those traumas, right, and had the the knowledge of what it's like to grow up with a family um mm-hmm. where han did not i mean he, and he an indigenous like ones. tribe right exactly yeah and, and that's more of a close-knit type family um like at least from what they show um so because of that i think cassian feels the greater loss whereas uh han is basically taught the ways to steal and and lie and everything that you need to do to survive and that that fits his character and it's it's so
0: so I agree with all that, but th- what I'm trying to say is this is their ability to retell how Han could w- a more in depth Han, right? Like, Maybe. like Han could be retold, but you're fighting generations of people. You're, it's probably not gonna happen. You know, like honestly, the book's I, I want to
1: see, I want to see Han uh, liberate the Wookiees. That's that would be a series that I would love to see. Like bring in Lando, bring in uh han bringing leia like bring like all these people in to help liberate the Wookiees uh from from you know their their slavery in the mines and stuff and i want to see that story be told because i think that there's a a a really good story for han that exists there and chewie
2: yeah um Mm -hmm. just to add um I also like that they didn't they haven't given Cassian like a love interest. Um they've mentioned that he's had girlfriends yeah. in the past, but I just it, it, I enjoy that there isn't some sort of kind of bullshit romantic kind of you know side thing that like is take is distracting from the story. Cause can you imagine the pacing of the show staying the same but including scenes where he has this kind of like love interest? I mean, that would be pretty brutal. It just wouldn't work. And I'm glad that he's just not the character. He's not interested yeah. in and in looking for any of that right now. He's not interested. I'm like, yes. Love it. You guys <laughs> haven't found his L three yet, that's right? Yeah, right. <laughs> or his Jinnor. So I'm still convinced that he fell in love with Jin at the very end of the movie. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's that's the way they're
2: looking at each other. That elevator man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: And I think that I think that becomes an important piece because I feel like Rogue One was out of the newer stuff. Rogue One was one of the better written movies, and one I one I've seen more than we'll just say one time, um, <clears throat> Han Solo. <coughs> <laughs> it just, it was an okay movie anyway, you know, but so I, I, I don't know. Like I think, and I think where we're going with this makes a lot more sense. You know, now we're on the bridge. I will say there is this weird thing with, um, the girl that doesn't talk, the healer that doesn't talk a lot and, and Cassian. So, and, and they, they openly state, Oh, back. huh?
2: Catherine's mentioning that character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. They're sharing a blanket with somebody. Right. And we don't know who I'm guessing it's the lead lady, but we don't know. But that girl, they brought interest to that without really giving us her backstory at all. So the question then becomes is, does she know Cassian from somewhere else or does Cassian know her? Or is this like how, like would it be too cliche if it was, you know, somebody from his home world in some way, Kenari, shape or form. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was not expecting them to go that the route of, because Diego Luna, you know, he made like history of being like the first Mexican lead or a Mexican lead actor in Star Wars. Right. And I was, I was, wasn't expecting that. I don't know what route they were going to take with his backstory, but for him to be a part of like an indigenous tribe as a kid, you know, um, I thought that was really unique. It, it was it's very different from what they've explored in the past. Um, it, it was refreshing, for sure. There's just a lot of things in the show that I'm like, this is new. It doesn't feel like I've what something I've seen before. But more of that, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, so some of me wonders if that <coughs> person is from the same planet. If there's a backstory that's going to get connected here in the next couple of episodes. So.
2: Yeah. How about the ISB officer? Um the blonde uh ISB officer who's like a newbie, kind of new yeah. to the job. There's a whole side story with her that they're just starting to bake in as well.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and I think and that's what part of me believes is that they're just gonna focus on this particular story so that way they can introduce the ISP more. Yeah. I'm really actually surprised that we didn't see at least an appearance of a live action Wolf Lauren, um, which would have been huge to see in Andor. Um and if they were really gonna do like any fan service, like you know, see Iden, Versio, and Infernal Squad in the background, maybe Callus. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to see like where they're gonna go forward with um, with uh, with the ISB. You know, have we not seen you, Lauren, in live action at all? No, we have not. He's only except for in, like
2: except for original trilogy, right? Just in the background. Yeah,
1: just in the background, and um, and then of course you know Clone Wars, he was in there, in Rebels, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and then there's serial. C- I have to. I have the character guide pulled up. The uh, the bureaucrat. Um, yes. The uh, Morlana one bureaucrat who <laughs> went against his boss's instructions and then got even more people killed. Which is like, dude, dude. I
1: feel like he's about to like like turn into like a serial killer. Like the yeah. Has gone bad with like his mom like completely berating him in front of everybody. She and reminds t-
2: me so much of Carrie,
1: It's crazy. Is that, I mean, i Am <laughs> yeah. the only one?
2: Yeah, totally reminds me of Carrie Fisher. She sounds just like her, too. Yeah, she does. She looks a lot like her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it was I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is like a doppelganger, Carrie Fisher. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of side stories that I'm worried could start impeding with each other. Like they hopefully they don't introduce another one because then we're gonna have like five going. on. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and I think that's where we that's kind of where we see. <clears throat> this this art kind of comes to a conclusion, which, hence why I feel there's gonna be a lot of death personally. Just because it uh, neatly wraps things up, sadly. You know, like not that you, you want that, but like I think it wraps things up very <laughs> easily for them, you know.
1: Here's a bold prediction Mothman loses her family. Which convinces her to fully dedicate herself openly against the Empire.
2: Loses? I think maybe maybe your husband snitches on her. And, like, something happens where, like, with trust with them, it seems like that relationship is about to fall apart. Like, that marriage is going downhill, man. She does not like him. And he, like, is inviting people over that, like, hate her for dinners. Like, what? I was like, I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly so the
0: question is though does he have a place in any of the books like i don't remember him no. from the books
1: this is the first time i knew that she they ever mentioned her family or that she had a daughter or anything like okay. that and yeah. she's not they're not mentioned in, in any other um in any other story that i know of even going up to the new republic and her death on Hosian mm-hmm. prime
2: yeah which there's like an east they mentioned hazy prime in one of the transit facilities i'm like yeah that rings did. a bell yeah yeah the second i said that i was like oh
1: Hosian. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah i mean i've honestly my so okay just to review really quickly the side stories you have the luthan side story with what he his role is you have bix was established as a close confidant of, of cassian you have Serial. I can't remember how his mom pronounced his name. With the bureaucrat who's on Coruscant now, like in shame. Marva is the the like adopted mom. Adopted, yeah. You have Mon yeah. Mothma. You have, um, gosh, you have the ISB ladies. I can't remember her name or the ISB people. And then you have one more. I'm trying to. That's a lot. Uh, my, uh, I said her. Yeah, um, and then there's the people from um, his sister, maybe, uh, or the Ferex people, his friends. Like, that's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... For six more episodes, who knows? I mean, there's another season, so I guess don't be surprised if we don't get a lot of, like, closure or resolutions in this season, you know? It could be, yeah, we could... A lot of these might not be fleshed out until the second season. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shelved, like, the bureaucratic...
1: Morlana won.
2: Would be crazy if, one his sister,
1: if his sister joined the Empire as like an officer
0: or something. Oh shit! Imagine to steal from the Empire. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just looking like you belong. That would be weird if if that was the case. I so let's go back to that. I the the the, the that that Karan that Silent Karan, however the hell you say that um, name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the bureaucratic dude. Yeah, so my theory is is his uncle is going to try to get him to join the re- the, re- the rebellion <laughs> he's going to turn him in and then he's going to get like immediately promoted into like the ISB like he's going to do something that puts him into the ISB almost immediately and, do we and know a- who his
2: uncle is sorry i don't
0: no. G- george
2: i think is the guy's name yeah so my i thought that it might be the guy the boss of the isb late like that they know that they're like that head guy like i thought it might be that dude okay the with the long gray hair you know um and that's why he wasn't like reprimanded as harshly like he just gets to go home it's because they have that connection to the empire um but yeah, no, who knows? I mean, I feel like that's where it's going. Is it's gonna be that guy? It's gonna be some sort of reveal. It's like, oh, they have yeah. this like head
0: honcho. And I believe the the blonde haired ISB, um, actor. It she's going to enlist, um, surreal into her camp, and the two of them are gonna take down the guy that screwed her over. And she said because she was so pissed that nobody cared. Nobody cared yeah. about your stolen multi million dollar unit that's sealed. Yeah, like nobody cares. Seal starpet unit, and you, it, for 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 whatever reason, she's insanely obsessed with that. Like like she is dedicating after hours to do that. So I feel like her and the other guy are just gonna, they're they're gonna be together, and it's just gonna go, like they're the they're they're gonna do something inside the ISB to draw attention, and that's how he gets promoted. That's my theory.
1: I mean, there we've seen scenes in the trailer already where Andy, um, Andy and Cassian is uh, walking around in like an officer's uniform. Yeah. Um, you I just fucking like he belong, JJ. Yeah. If, imagine if that's him, like walking into like ISB to like go strike somebody or to like take out a target, like that. That would be huge, actually.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered those two episodes. I don't. I don't know if there's much more uh, there. I, I, there probably is. And we're probably missing it. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention, I didn't know that somebody told me this. I didn't know Clem. That was the name of Cassian's like adoptive father that like his mother's uh, father. That was that guy's name. It's like so subtle. It's not even funny. I didn't, I completely yeah, I missed think that.
1: I yeah. I missed that too. Wow.
0: <clears throat> but that's why that that's the theory behind why he takes that name when he does it. And the last, the other last piece is like the big reveal of him basically telling everybody, "Go fuck yourself." I did this for money. Like, I feel that was a little silly, and and I get why they had to do it, but like to me, that almost feels a little more so, just like this weird plot point they had to set up versus it being natural.
1: I think it's just um, to kind of establish where Cassian where Cassian is mentally because you know we see him now as more like the mercenary type whereas in rogue 1 we see that he's a, a believer because he's willing to do all these atrocities um in the name of the rebellion um to to take down the empire at any cost right so there's there's got to be a way for us to see that transition from you know the mercenary who's doing it for the credit to later becomes a true believer Um, So I think that's why they're setting up that starting point for for Cassian, where he's at in his head um, to later build up to why he ends up becoming a true believer.
0: It's you know what it's going to be. It's going to be a kid. Is it the ship or the droid that I told you I felt was going to be key to us? So I think it was a ship. It's that ship will get destroyed and he's going to go. Fuck this. I'm in. I'm in, baby. I'm in. And then somebody's going to transplant that that memories into you know, a K two unit and that's how we get K2 SO.
1: What if they go to Mandalore to go get K2 SO's body?
0: Does Mandalore have all the super battle droids or whatever well, they're it's called? It's just
2: that scene where the score like the where they're destroying the yeah. Mandalore and it's just a bunch of like a super badass shot of all the um protocol the K2 droids, droids, the yeah. K two droids just shooting people. <laughs> but they're all um, over the place, you know. They're, yeah, it would
0: be a weird tie-in, but I could see it, I guess. All right. Anybody have anything else before we wrap up for the night?
1: No, that's it. Can't wait for the next uh, next show.
0: Well, Nick, you're welcome back on uh, next week if you want. We seem to be doing this every week, so unless we go like to eleven thirty, then we don't. But for the most part, we've been doing. We've been <laughs> I'll get myself.
2: I'll jump on a little later next time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, that, was, an hour. that was
0: JJ's fault. We'll just, we're going to blame JJ. It's, that's all
1: right.
0: <laughs> all right. So. All right, well, cool. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around for our universe extended. Thanks to Nick for joining us in our discussion. And we will be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, to talk more X-Wing. Hopefully, points will be released, and we'll have more Andor as well. And if you're still watching this and you want to watch live X Wing in person being streamed, check out Nick's Squadron, um, three one two squadron on Wednesday at six seven seven central eight. Seven Eastern. central. Holy shit, you're gonna be late. Okay. Seven central. I guess it gives me enough time to watch my <laughs> My and or beforehand. So there we go. There you go. <clears throat> so then I can drop spoilers in your in your stream chat. You'll you'll actually have to focus <laughs> on me to ban me. Yeah, there you go. All right. Anyway, thank you all. Have a good night, and walk into the squadron. We will act like you belong. (laughs) Yes, I will. (laughs) You're so fat and satisfied. (laughs) Bye, guys. That's that's what happened when I played from when I played last week. So yeah, right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. We'll see you next week.